Before we begin our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're recording on. For Cass, it's the Borogagal people, and for Haley, it's the Durawal people. to episode nine of Drag Me Out. I'm Cass. I'm Haley. And as per usual, we're just going to talk some shit for God knows how long. So Jeez. how was your week? Oh, God. I'm just going to say it. Everyone who's thinking about having children, they should just put you to sleep and then give you like a dreamscape of what your life's going to be with children. And then you can decide because... 90% of the time I feel that people are going to be like, no, I'm good. I, I like a license to have children. Just yeah. Like we need a license to drive a car. Like a, like a smart license. You need to have this high IQ, this income. Are you suggesting that we means test children? <laughs> means test saying? the adults. Yeah. yeah like children. means test having children. Yeah. yeah oh, 100%. Yeah. Well, I actually agree with you. Anyway, that was my week. How was yours? It was pretty slow. It was a pretty slow week. Um, I actually had to do a full week at work and I went into the office for a couple of days and it was a blah week, actually. It was just kind of like your run of the mill. And we had the weekend, like we're, you know, I'm just, still haven't done anything. Like we may go out tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Maybe. This week's mm-hmm. food update. Mm-hmm. Did you eat something new? I did. So there's about 15, 16 Asian places, including a fluffy pancake place that I really want to try. And I'm going to take somebody from work with me so we can share. Mm. Um, but there's one restaurant in particular, Li Long. They actually have quite a lot of dishes. Like the, the menu book is about that thick, mm. right? You can't fault any of the dishes. They may have 397 dishes, but you can't fault any of them, right? Mm. And I got a takeaway lunch that I knew I could divvy up into three separate meals. It was It was heaven. The, the noodles were cooked. So, like, we can't have our dente stuff and we can't have rice that's partially cooked because it expands in our stomach, but this stuff was well and truly cooked. Mm. Um, and the very thinly sliced beef was just like butter in my mouth and I was, like, I was eating it I was in I took it back to the office and I was sitting in front of the computer in the office and I was just like it just tastes so amazing and I was eating some and then my stomach's going that's enough that's enough <laughs> like you can take it home it's got a lid <laughs> so I did it again. <laughs> I did that on the Tuesday and then I went into the office on the Thursday and did it again. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, one, of the, one of the girls that I work with is actually a health nut. And um, I said, oh, yeah, but I feel bad because of the noodles. And she went, no, 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 no. Those noodles in particular are actually very, very high in protein. Hmm. I know you're not just saying that to make me feel better. And she's like, no, like they're really high in protein. And we Googled it. And sure enough, she was right. Like, is it egg noodles? Yeah, I think so. It'd have to be if it, it's high in protein. Mm, yeah. Oh, she just showed me the website of thing that she was looking at. And I went, okay, I agree. <laughs> it Sold. was good for me. Done. Um, so, yeah, I had that. What about you? I'm trying to think. 
actually. I haven't been very good with food this week because, you know, yeah. Had a week and, you know, my body is craving some type of vitamin because I keep forgetting to take them. So I've been craving a lot of sweet stuff and I'm not a sweet person whatsoever. So I've been sort of satisfying it with like little tiny blocks of chocolate every now and again. And that <clears throat> that's kind of working. I've actually sat, I was lying in bed and I'm like, I need to stop drinking soft drink. Like I don't drink sugar soft drink, but no sugar's not great for you anyway. And I'm like, I don't want, I don't want it to expand in my stomach basically is what I don't want. Cause, and also I, I still drink with my meals and it's a really hard habit to break because especially if you're eating something salty, like, Oh, I can't, like, I'm supposed to have a drink half an hour before or half an hour after I'm like, well, no, I want like something. So, and it's also like a time consuming process because you'll eat, which takes anywhere between 10 to 20 minutes, which is quite a long time to eat. And then you have to wait another 20 minutes and then you have to drink something. And then in about another hour, you'll be hungry again because you have something little and it just, it's, it's very time consuming to space out your meals and your drinking as well. It's really hard also <laughs> when you have something that's really flavorful and you need to have that, that palate cleanser. Yeah, I, I agree. And I'm finding it very difficult, but I've decided that I'm just going to try and get rid of the soft drink altogether. So you can go first. What verse your pancreas? This happened when I was walking down to Leelong and I <laughs> chucked it straight into the head <laughs> and went, right? So you're walking along the footpath, mm -hmm. right? Now, when I walk along the footpath, I walk like I drive. I walk to the left, right? So anybody who's coming in my towards me can pass, right? Mm -hmm. And it happens, it happens more times than you actually don't realize. Like it actually happens quite a lot, but I was really annoyed at this one particular time. I'm walking along and someone is walking towards me and I can see that we are going to collide if one of us doesn't move. Mm -hmm. Why am I always the one who has to move? Why it's doesn't great. anyone ever, I've tried. But no one ever deviates from their path. It's like the worst game of chicken. And I just can't, I, I can't play chicken. Like, if you see me, well, I'm walking, I'm walking like we drive in this country on the left-hand side of the road. You should be walking on the left as well so we can pass like this. However, uh? were they of a certain ethnicity? They may have been. Because certain ethnicities actually walk on the right. You're in my country now, pal. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you, especially in this suburb, you're not a tourist. <laughs> you, no, but like I'm there. saying it's dependent on where you grow up, I guess. But if we're in the United States, I would be walking on the right hand side of the footpath. And have done when I've been in the United States because that's what you do. But if you left. see me walking towards you, have you ever come to consider that maybe for the last X amount of years, long time, 
I'm always the one who moves. How about you move out of my way? Or alternatively, walk on the left-hand side of the direction you're going. So that way we don't have to do the whole, who's going to flinch first? Because it's always going to be me. Just stop. Just I don't want to bump into you. I don't want to touch you. Just stop dead in your tracks. Just don't move. I've done that and I have actually done the whole, I am not going to deviate. I am just going to walk and they're going to have to move out of my way. And you know what happens? We collide shoulders. Well, get down low like a linebacker and take him out. (laughs) (laughs) And I know it seems like a stupid thing to burst my pancreas, but I'm getting sick and tired of spending 48 years moving out of the way of people when they don't move out of my way. And I am walking on the correct side of the footpath. And then I was crossing, and then I was crossing the street, right? And then I was at the um, zebra crossing thing. And so the car stops and I always, I know they've got to stop for me, but I always give them a thank you wave. Yeah. Right. Or acknowledge the fact that they've stopped for me. Like, oh, thanks. Like, you know, and, and keep walking and stuff. And this woman that was in front of me, right? Not only did she not acknowledge it, she was actually quite bitchy about the whole thing. Like, like the guy you? stopped. No, 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 no. Towards the driver of the car. Oh, okay. So what had happened was he stopped a little bit close to the thing, but like you could see he was stopping. He just happened to stop a little bit close to the paint, right? Okay. And and she was just kind of she doesn't acknowledge it. She doesn't do anything. Like she should be thanking the Lord that he didn't run her over because the potential was there. I would have. And she just went like this. She went, could you get any closer? And just walked off. And I'm just like walking, I'm walking across the thing going like this to the guy going, thank you. Thank you for stopping and letting me across the road. And she was just kind of cursing him as she was continuing to the other side of the road. But what I feel, what I found, what I find funny is that, yes, it's a pedestrian crossing. Yes. You have right of way as a pedestrian. However, if it's car versus pedestrian, you're going to lose. So, yes, I like to make eye contact with the person that's stopping that car. Thank you for not killing me today. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for not being on your phone and paying attention. Thank you. Thank you for getting me home, allowing me to get home safely to my wife and loved ones. Thank you so much for not being a bizarre, berserky idiot and just trying to mow me over on the thing. Thank That's you. That's why it says on the ground, look right. <laughs> it tells exactly. you to check. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what, look, it seems stupid, but anybody who listens to this, when you're walking down a footpath and this happens, it's going to like make you think twice and go, actually, she wasn't that stupid after all. Maybe they should move out of my way. Yes. Okay. So what burst your pancreas this week? It's a little short. Mm-hmm. Similar sort of etiquette issues, etiquette. And this is the generic one, but I'll give you a specific example. But people who don't know how to line up properly. We had this at Drag Expo. They sorted it out on the second day. But the fact of the matter is, 
we're humans, we're of some intelligence. How could we not work out how to line up properly? Mm-hmm. If you're blocking something, make a space in that line and then rejoin. But it's more the people who like to stand right behind you. Like someone's going to come out of nowhere and just steal their spot behind you. If I can feel your breath on the back of my neck, you're standing too close. Yeah, have you ever bothered to just turn around and go like, boom? I've I've actually, I actually take a step back. So it forces them to move. It's all right these days, I say, because a lot of people have their phones out in front of them anyway. So there Uh is that little leeway. But even in shopping centers, when you know, like the the lines get a bit too long and they got priority one, priority one, and they call everyone to the front, you know, four or five shopping trolleys deep. But people just like they have this look of like confusion as to how am I gonna line up my shopping trolley? I'm like, just leave a space, go to the side. It's plenty of room. And they're just like, there's like this confusion about how to line up the shopping. They've got to rearrange the shopping carts. Shopping carts give you a bit of space, which I like. But yeah, if I can feel you breathing on the back of my neck, I probably step back into you just to warn you. And I won't say sorry because you shouldn't be standing that close anyway. You know who the worst offenders of that are? Costco shoppers. Mm, Costco shoppers. And they, because you know how, all of their lines are pretty long. Yeah. Right. And, you know, you find yourself lining, queuing up with your trolley in the, like the candy section mm-hmm. and all of that, which isn't so bad, but you know, if you, if you had rethought buying, you know, that 147 piece chocolate pack and you happen to be standing in that, that, that aisle in particular while you, while you're waiting to go to the thing, you just kind of you like reach across and go, well, second thought means it comes into the cart, mm-hmm. right? But they don't, um, <clears throat> and I'm actually going there next Friday. So this is going to happen. I know it's going to happen because <laughs> um, it happens every single time I'm there. They don't leave the gap so people can actually get around. Yeah. It's like the worst game of dodgem cars you've ever seen in your whole entire life. But Costco shoppers are the worst fucking offenders of it. I agree. And I'm I'm a Costco shopper, but I'm a considerate one. Can we just acknowledge my playing with my nose again, please? Because I can I I know it's happening. She's a junkie. Codeine. No, I've taken codeine and junkie. codeine and things like and things like codeine and end one for some reason make my nose itch like crazy. Because you're not supposed to snort it. <laughs> Is that where I'm going wrong? <laughs> You're supposed to crush it up and then shelf it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I had some, I've had some codeine and it's just really playing with my nose. Like you wouldn't believe she says that she scratches the rest of the face. Yeah. Yes. I think I want to hear how Mean Girls went. Do you really want to hear how Mean Girls went? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I said this to my wife today. And I stand by this. If I had watched this movie when I was about 18, 19, 20, it would have probably been one of my favorite movies ever. Oh, yeah, 100%. Right? It's not one of my favorite movies ever. No. But I didn't hate it. 
Yeah. Right. I didn't. I, I didn't expect you to hate it. I mean, there were specific reasons why I didn't hate it. Number one being Tina Fey and number two being Amy Poehler, mm-hmm. right? And and I guess the premise of the story is Katie goes to a new school. She used to be homeschooled. She's obviously raised in Africa. Uh, I think one of the lines is she's African. How come she's white? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, she goes in there and she kind of befriends two people. Janice and Damien. Is that them? I think so. Janice Ian and Damien, who's Daniel Francesi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donnie Bellissima from the Celebrity Drag Race. And they kind of give her the rounds of, you know, who the what all the tables in the cafeteria are and everything. And, you know, there's these three girls who are the plastics. Mm-hmm. I wrote no notes. This is all going from memory. Well done, hey. <laughs> um, and she, they invite her to sit with them for lunch one day. But the friend Janice has a problem with Regina. Regina George. By Rachel, Rachel McAdams. McAdams. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she kind of becomes popular. But so Janice... She goes, oh, I don't know if I'm going to sit. They get in, she gets invited to sit with them for the rest of the week or something. And she's telling Janice and Damien about it. And Janice is going, like, you should do it. And then, like, report back to us. Yeah. About like, everything that goes like, on. Like, yeah. just spill the tea. Like, sabotage them as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then she starts to basically become a plastic. She has a crush on a guy who used to go out with Regina. Regina ends up kissing him in front of her so she goes on this big sabotage revenge thing Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so it's a three-part plan get rid of the boyfriend get rid of the hot body and get rid of the friends Mm -hmm. and basically leave regina on her own pissing in the breeze so they effectively it gets done oh 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 so the the first time they all hang out, they go back to Regina's place and Regina brings out a book. Burnt book, a, yep. The burnt book. Yep. Where it basically slags off every girl in the school. Mm-hmm. Regina unleashes the book on the school. Also, one of the entries in there is that uh, Tina Fey's character, the maths t- teacher, is a drug dealer. Yeah. Right. So then they have kumbaya moments. Uh, oh, so... Uh, the, the book gets found, the, the, the principal finds out about the book and gets the plastics in except for Regina because Regina gives him the book. Spoiler alert, everyone ends up apologising to each other and Katie confesses that she was the one who said that the drug dealer teacher was the drug dealer thing. The, oh, the two Asian girls who are having a relationship with the PE teacher <laughs> <laughs> and all of that stuff. Um, and then... Uh, it's what is it like they Regina gets hit by a bus yeah in the school parking lot or or something like that and yeah then they they have a pageant type thing where prom yeah but is it the prom yeah yeah okay or homecoming Uh, or whatever no uh, it was something else and whoever won queen shit got to basically control the social thing or whatever it is of the school for the next year. Something like that. And Regina wins it every year anyway. So Katie wins it. Well done to her. 
and she has her kumbaya moment of why can't we just all love each other basically i'm i'm paraphrasing <laughs> the plastics break up uh regina channels all of her anger into lacrosse <laughs> and uh end of movie amy Poehler wasn't in it for very long no but when she was in it i really enjoyed it <laughs> I'm as a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. I, and I know that line is quoted all the time. Mm. I don't know why everybody quotes that on Wednesdays we wear pink because it was, it was really like benign. It was just like a line. It was a throw. There are some other good lines in there that I've never heard of that should have been in there. Yeah. Like that I, should be in pop culture. But I guess it's like the whole thing where it was like, no, you can only wear a ponytail once a week and you can only do this oh and you can wear sweatpants once a week and yeah all right what what was one of them he's so gay he can't function yeah yeah so i didn't mind it i'm going to give it two toasts Mm -hmm. okay and it's it's kind of like how i felt about jumanji if i'm flicking through and i'm flicking through the tv and it just happens to be on i'd probably stop and watch it yeah but I can't see myself going into the, and I know people who have seen this high double digits. Like it's almost on the weekly. I don't understand that. But as I said, if I was 17, 18, 19, 20, I probably would end up watching it a lot and would be carrying it into my fifties going, this is still a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't that bad. It was pretty good. And Tina Fey was good in it. What did you think about Hercules return? (laughs) Okay, so I didn't do any research. I was tempted, but I just I went in blank. The copy that I found wasn't a bad copy. It was when was it made? Do you know? Uh, early nineties. Okay, so for people who haven't seen it, the premise is is there's a guy that works for a big cinema company, and he decides to quit um, and open his own theater and play the last movie that was closed down with, which was Hercules returns, but it's in Italian. So the three of them have to voice over for the, of a movie that they've never seen. I found, cause I was, I was watching it, but I was like sort of dealing with other kids, like the kids as well. So I was still listening to it as well. Cause I feel that you don't actually need to watch it to find it funny. Like you can just listen to it. Their voiceovers were hilarious. They had, there was a few good lines that I wrote. These are my, I wrote down a few quotes that I God, I hope you, I, I, I hope you use one of the, one of my favorite lines in there. I hope it's one of the ones you've written down. So, well, first of all, the kissing noises yeah. were like, oh, I can't even describe, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, like they were sucking each other's face. That was hilarious. And then whenever someone was on like a horse, especially like a big burly guy, they'd be like, my favorite quotes were, Virgin, I've seen more knobs than a locksmith. With those muscles, he looks like a condom full of walnuts. Or a homosexual. Are you trying to tell me that I'm a regular visitor, visitor to Vegemite Valley? And then when they fight, like they were having like a little, uh, I think it was Samson and someone were talking. He's like, you know what you are? A big poop. Um, <laughs> uh, and then it's, I will fight you on one condition that you lower your oh. nipples. Pew, pew. 
<laughs> and then you just see his pecs lower. And then the, when there's Samson and Hercules are fighting and Samson's like, oh, every time you knock me down, the crowd sees my freckle. Those were a few of my favorite ones that I could think. There was there was like parts where I like physically like laughed out loud. I found it funny. Like obvious, I probably wouldn't watch the original, the Hercules Returns or whatever that is. I wouldn't watch that. I feel it's ruined that movie for me. I would probably watch it again just to pick up on other things, especially Delilah crying where she was like, Samson, <laughs> come back. <laughs> and then they cut to her again and she's still crying <laughs> so okay you there were two things you two of my favorite things in the movie that you didn't mention right mm-hmm. and number one was when they're um they're sunning themselves on the rock yeah boy Raylene have you seen Labia <laughs> and, and when she's swimming and when Labia's swimming out you hear this Come back here, Labia, you stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is um, when they go to visit Delilah and Samson. Mm-hmm. And Delilah opens the door and she goes, Samson, Samson, you hear this? I'll be in in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Still gets me. And the chicken walking across the scene, <laughs> he's like, bark, 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 bark. Oh, it's not my time yet. Bark, bark, bark. <laughs> I just found like the voiceover it was hilarious like they did a really good job mm-hmm. I, I didn't even care for the other part of the story though like the the like the whole yeah, thing of opening up the cinema or whatever but they did, had they had to set it up in order for that I would have just been happy with them just doing the well, voiceover it used, to, it used to be that way and I think when we we were talking on the phone and I was I was telling you there was I think it was called the Valhalla Cinema. Mm-hmm. And um, so every Friday night they would do that. It was a comedy group called Double Take. Mm-hmm. And they would play the old like gladiator style movies in Italian, Greek, whatever it was, and they would dub them over. And you would be sitting in the cinema watching it in bean bags and stuff while they were acting. But they, they were actually acting with the movie, doing the dub over. Yeah. It was it was just the best. So when they turned it into a movie, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm totally in. And I have never met anybody who has not liked it. And as for the rating, I'm gonna give it three and a half toasts. Wow, that's your best review yet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Being a bit critical, but I'm happy with three and a half. Three and a half stars. See, half stars. I found one found one i found one you'll find you'll find you'll end up watching it more and more and more because there you just find new stuff every single time so what have you got for me this week okay so if you want me to transfer the money over to you so you can watch it because you can only rent it okay what is it okay so shazza and i were talking about it oh two wong fu two wong fu thanks for everything julie newmark Okay. If you don't like it, I can think of about 300 million drag queens that are going to come after you. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> okay. So, still on Disney. Mm-hmm. Going with Fright Night with 
Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Will Farrell. Colin Farrell. Farrell. Colin, Colin Farrell. Whatever. I don't care. Is is this a, a spooky movie? Mm, it's not like scary, scary. It's like it's it is vampire ish territory. We're going back. We're going back there. I'm running out of stuff for you. Can you get out of that genre, mate? No, I got a few more in that genre. Okay, so you're on Fright Night. I'm on Tu Wong Fu and Drag Race UK is next in the pageant. It is. It is. I watched the new episode today. Mm -hmm. I'm calling it now. Top three will be that team. I love the conversation that Cheddar had with Black Pepper about losing her hair to meningitis. Never knew that that could actually happen. You know, like uh, hair in African-American culture is super important. Um, So I really enjoyed that conversation, made me sort of like Cheddar more, made me sort of come around to Black Pepper. Yeah. Mm, Sort of. Like Maxi Challenge, the Pixie team, won that hands down and how funny was Danny Beard like, how funny was Alan Carr I love Alan Carr. Alan Carr is just a an amazing human being mm. he one of the funniest people ever and see gives zero fucks about what anybody thinks about yeah him. but and I, I want to say this as nicely as possible but can people stop stripping in the lip syncs I know, right? Like, yeah, okay, I get it. You got a great body. But unless you're revealing something, reveal, then what They're are you revealing doing? revealing their skin, apparently. I, I, just, I, don't. I just feel that when they do that, they've got nothing left in their bank. Mm. Yeah. Like, I like the reveals. If you want to strip down to a cuter costume, to easier to dance in, go ahead. That's what Spinty Drop should have done. She couldn't. Or she dance. Had that big yeah, on. she couldn't dance in that. I hate when they strip their wigs too. Unless you got a wig underneath that, keep it on. I don't want to strip and see you. The whole point of you being able to lip sync and perform is that your outfit holds out. Yeah, that's your whole job as a performance. So people need to stop stripping. Hmm. We no, could already see your nips. And you did stay. You did. She didn't. Spinty Drop didn't know the lyrics. It wasn't Smitty a very... drop just kind of Smitty dropped it all over the place. Like she just yeah. she didn't she did really badly in the maxi challenge. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, you're right, she didn't really know the words. She had that big headpiece on, like it was just one catastrophe after another for her. Yeah, there was no way you could have saved her. There was no, no way, there was no way. Like, even if she was a favorite of Rue, there was no way that Rue would have just copped a whole bunch of shit if she had a kept. I don't know. I kind of, as soon as they strip off, I kind of lose respect for them as a competitor. It was the same as what happened with who, somebody lifted up someone else or went to go lift them up. Oh no, that was Mimi on first. Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember reading something somewhere that India Farah said she had trauma following that. Like, it wouldn't surprise me because it can. I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it was physical violence. Mm. It was a physical attack. 
And if you're not expecting it, just like most physical attacks are not expected, you know, you're, you're probably going to have some kind of mental health trauma of, of some kind. Especially if like something like that's happened before it can trigger other things. Like, yeah, of course. And, yeah. you know, even Rue was like, no, no, we don't, yeah. we don't do that. Yeah, Fair enough. No. If you want to have a little like dirty dancing moment, but that's agreed upon between the two of you. But yeah, I just, I don't know. It's stripping to me. If you have to do that to grab their attention, then you got. You got nothing in the tank. No, you got no, you got no other tricks. No. no. I'm they, happy with not, the. You're not even a one trick pony because like you haven't got any tricks to keep them interested. So you take your clothes off. That's not a, that's not a trick. Like you, you just don't have any. Yeah. Nothing in your arsenal, but she stayed. She stayed, but she. Depending on who lip sync against her she could have easily have gone home she was just the better of the two yeah um sminty drop was just defeated right from the get-go like yeah when even when they were doing the critiques on the thing where michelle was like you kind of checked out and she was like yeah i did i don't think she checked back in no she was she was another one that just relied on her looks to get her through but i will say episode four has got me in i'm in now See, I was the episode earlier, but see, yeah. it's you're in. You're invested I mean, now, right? I'm invested now because so, I've got my favourites. Yeah, who's your favourites? Well, the three that we said: Cheddar, Danny Beard, and Pixie Polite. So you're on. You're on Danny Beard now. Yes, I was. I was at the start, and then I was like, mm. and now I'm. That whole team was perfect. She picked yeah. very well. Yeah, but the the thing the thing that's get because Danny Beard is my favourite favourite. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I'm still pixie polite at the top. Well, you can be, and that's fine. We're allowed to be different. Um, but I really like Danny. I just I like Danny Beard's personality in drag's fine, but out of drag, I just find him so lovely. He is. He is quite funny. I liked that pixie polite was like just sitting there getting ignored while everyone. I think if she was on earlier in the what is it caddy talk whatever they did the maxi challenge like if she was one of the earlier queens then i think she would have got the recognition that she deserved but because she wasn't on for as long as the other ones but she was still funny that's how i'm going with so on this week's episode we actually have a very 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 special guest that we have interviewed a couple of days prior to this this is why you'll see Haley and i wearing totally different clothing and me with no product in my hair now. I have product in my hair during the interview. She's written three books, uh, one of them being The Fabulous Story of Wonder Mama, Parade Pandemonium, and It's Okay to Be Me. You'll actually find out during this interview that she is also the creator of Hero Huggers Irene. So for your listening and viewing pleasure, please Help us welcome the fabulous Wonder Mama. Superhero, drag queen, and glamazon of love. Yay, Wonder Mama. I think it's Glambassador of love. She is the Glambassador of love. How are you going? We're great. Great, great. How are you? Thank you. Good, good. Very good. Wonderful. Thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. No, we- you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for inviting me. It's wonderful. Um, so we don't know if you remember us because you were very busy. Very busy. Uh, 
I did have the booklet that I made myself and I got you to sign. You were actually on it. You had the what? I made a booklet of right. all the drag queens at Drag Expo and then I got you to sign it while you, I, when I bought oh, a pillow. Fabulous. Yeah. I don't remember. But, <laughs> I don't remember, but uh, that's fabulous. <laughs> I've had, I had so many people. I had people come up to me with toys and with, with yeah, people who didn't even know who the hell I was. I could have just been rocked up there from, you know, from uh, from wherever and uh, they got me to sign stuff. So, yeah. But thank you so much. <laughs> so, uh, you're... A- a cosplay drag queen? Well, you know what? I started, I call it cos drag because when I started Wonder Mama, I, well, actually I did, I did like a, a drag Wonder Woman for the very first time at Sydney Mardi Gras in 2015. And that's the first year I ever did it. That's the first year in my adult life that I dressed up in what you would consider a bit of drag. It was tragic. The costume was terrible. My makeup, I mean, even the, even now my makeup isn't that great, but my makeup, it was just atrocious. It was just, but it was a lot of fun. I had a good reaction to it and I thought I'll do it again, but because, um, but yes, yeah, so I started off in that, I would call it, yeah, uh, I call it cos drag. And there's a hashtag going around called cos drag because there are a few drag queens that do the superhero thing as well. So um, I know there's a few overseas, especially that are always doing pop culture and and um, superhero drag as well. So yeah, so I, I, I did start off and dabble in that. But Wonder Mama then appeared, I've just been doing the parade ever since. Every year is Wonder Mama. I mean, it's slowly evolved though, and I've evolved it more into drag. So, it, 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 like, like this sort of look, um, just for other other things that I do. So, um, yeah. So it's sort of like evolved into more draggy than rather than being a character sort of thing. Yeah, you do lots of things. Right. I always see you on your little scooter. You because you live around. Oh yeah, 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 on my scooter, on my fabulous yeah. scooter. That was uh, that debuted at Mardi Gras. And um, that was a lot of fun. And I just did a video recently. That's probably what you saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you're in Sydney, right? Well, I'm in Sydney, yes. Yep. So um, Melbourne was the first I'd had. So we met at Drag Expo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had booked that from the very beginning. It was like before COVID they had planned to do that. And then it just yeah, kept so getting burned and, and cancelled and whatever else. So, yeah, no, it was fabulous. And, you know, I turned up there. I was almost not going to be able to go because I was still, I was, I'd just gotten over COVID at that point. So, um, oh. yeah, but I was, I was fine. I wasn't infecting everyone. So, um, yeah. Well, we didn't get it while we're there. So. <laughs> not from me. Yeah. Yeah. You, you must have made a killing that day that lots of people were buying those pillows. The hero, well, the hero huggers, the hero huggers I've been doing for a long time. And um, I've sort of, sort of like, uh, sort of like directed myself away from them a little bit because I've been concentrating on Wonder Mama stuff so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did great. They did really, really well. I was really happy with that weekend. It was, and then the, my storybooks that I had as on the other side uh, did well as well. So I was really happy. It was a great event. Which I'm annoyed because I don't think I saw them. I think I was too caught up in the you pillows. You were too yeah. by the pillow. Uh, Yes, yes. I, know. I saw them. So, what are yeah, you telling me? You've already bought half a dozen. So thank you so much. Oh, I have. I have. I, I am highly addicted. I can't get I it know. up. Thank and you whenever so someone, much. 
that's okay. Whenever someone comes over, I go check out what I got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny because I've got, I've been doing it for a long time. I've been doing those hero huggers for a long time and um, probably about seven years or something now. And probably as long as Wonder Mama actually. And I have got a, a handful, probably about 10 people that I can count on my hand, on both hands that, constantly buy them sort of like um that you know they've bought dozens of them one lady's got a whole lounge covered in them and you know they like the horror ones or they like whatever ones they buy them for friends so it's been really good did you design them yourself yes so i i used to be a graphic designer so i i was a graphic designer for about 20 years and i've always drawn and illustrated so i it started off just because I wanted to create a gift for someone. And I thought, how am I going to do this? Blah, 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 blah. And, and that's how it started from there. So I just started doing other designs and other friends like them. And then I hit some markets and stuff and conventions and that sort of thing. They're, they're fantastic. Yeah. I just, yeah. I can't, I cannot get enough of them. And I just, yeah. I've been telling everybody, I'm like, you know, they're the ultimate Christmas present. Yeah. It's, well, it's now I'm slightly different. Now I'm getting excited because I can tell people are getting into the Christmas thing because I've had a few, because I, I, it goes through a real lull for a while. Like there's a few months here that the sales are really low, but I don't mind because I know then at Christmas or at different times of the year, it sort of like picks up again. So now I've been getting some steady um, uh, orders for them and stuff. So, and people from all over the place, like I've had Italy and Canada. I mean, I get a lot from the US. Um and Australia as well, but um, yeah, some bizarre countries every now and then. Germany, Switzerland, they're, that sort of stuff. So yeah, they're they're amazing. But you also, you. um, you're welcome. I just love them. I know. Um, <laughs> so, but you've also you you've got two books, and I'm assuming that you did the illustrations in them, right? So you've got, got is I've it a fabulous got, story of Wonder Mama and yeah. Parade Pandemonium? Yes, so I've got. I've actually got three books. So I've got the oh. two. I've got two Wonder Mama books. That was the first one yep. that I did. That is the new one, Parade Pandemonium, which is set at Mardi Gras. And Wonder Wonder Mama has to save Mardi Gras. But then <laughs> the actually the more popular one is actually this one, which is It's Okay to yes. Be Me. So it's about be me. Yep. It's based on my experiences growing up as a queer kid and getting bullied and you know playing with dolls and all that sort of thing and liking girly things as opposed to boy things. So it was just it's just something that I I couldn't really speak for others. So I just based it on what I went through. But it's been doing really well. I get like people from from schools and and preschools and parents and stuff buying it. So it's really really good. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. have a look because I've got kids, so I'm going to have a look. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, so they're just self-published. They're not with a publisher, but they're available on Amazon. So you can yes, get them yes. on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. I love yeah. it. Love so that's Amazon. great. So I started those. The first one was the Wonder Mama one. I started that in lockdown during the first lockdown. I thought because when I did Wonder Mama, I, I, like I said, I first appeared as a, as a big drag Wonder Woman, but I love Wonder Woman. I love comics. Can you hear the traffic? Can you hear the, motor, <laughs> can you hear the motorbikes ripping up and down the street? <laughs> it's just the hoons in our area. They're just like. So part of the, re- well, obviously the fact that we wanted to get to know more about you. Yeah. Um, part part of the reason why we also wanted to have you on is obviously as you've just heard <clears throat> Haley has children yes and there there are people especially in this day and age where yes. um, their their younger children are coming out as queer as transgender yes. as all of that and 
the, the we we all know and you know i'm i'm gay and Haley's a huge ally and all of yep. that we all know that the, the the only thing that makes us different is the, that society chooses for us to be different yes and it, it's one of those things where if if it can be and i hate doing this and i really mm. hate saying it but normalize that it is okay to be whoever you are. If you want to be a yeah. Jedi, if you want to be whatever it is. Exactly. You know, and so we wanted to get you on because, yeah. you know, I've seen that you've got the books and the okay, yes. you know, it's okay to be me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we just wanted to get you on for everybody to know yeah. that we're all the same. Exactly. Plain and simple. Exactly. And I think, um, I don't mean to belittle it, but I think it's easier for kids in this day. And where I, I'm older, so I grew up in the 70s. So I'm a bit of an older um, uh, member of the community. So for me, it was very different. And what I found, and this is where it disturbs me now that you get all this retaliation. There's a lot of retaliation and hate going on against uh, gay authors, against the drag story time, against, you know, just the community in general. Um, I was doing, I've done a few ads for my drink and draw classes. It's like a sip and paint class that I do, but it's drink and draw with the drag queen. And I had to stop advertising because I was getting, my ads were getting abused because I was getting called a groomer. I was getting called a pedophile, all this sort of stuff. So there's this, there's this rhetoric going around. There's this hate for the community calling us these groomers that we're influencing young kids to be gay, to be trans, to be queer, to be whatever, which I don't, I don't agree with it at all because I grew up in the seventies. I didn't know any gay people. I grew up in a very, not conservative they weren't my parent my family wasn't conservative at all but I grew up in a little Italian family and Italian and I was the queerest kid I played with dolls I did drag before I even knew what the hell drag was the only drag queen I knew was Dame Edna and a few maybe other people that turned up so and I was yeah and I just don't see and I think it's really wrong that we get called this and that people are assuming that people are being groomed or being molded into being queer or, or whatever they identify as I think it's really wrong because I was as queer as Christmas um from when I was really little um and I had no influence from outside sources I just automatically liked dolls I loved Wonder Woman I loved drawing I loved painting I loved dressing up especially I went to school book week I never forget I wish I had photos but we never got photos I went to school book week as Rapunzel and my <laughs> mum made me the costume she made me this headpiece out of fabric and it was like woven fabric and, and I thought I was the best thing ever and I just yeah and that was way before any any of this this chatter or the these conversations came up in in um things so i think it's really wrong but i think it's a little bit easier i think parents are mostly understanding you still hear horror stories and you still hear people that you know they're abused or they're bullied and you know they're shunned by their family and that sort of thing which is really sad but that's why i wanted to do this book and i think that's why it's been quite successful it's been more popular than the wonder Mama. there's still a message in the wonder mama books but it's more significant in the it's okay to be me yeah i mean i just i don't understand where that kind of mentality comes from because 
We we know, and I'm only a little bit younger than you are. I mean, I was born right. in the 70s and, okay. you know, did all of my, um, you know, growing in the 80s or however you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you find out that the people that you revered in those in back in those days, your straight, cis, heterosexual males, your Rolf, uh, Rolf Harris, Gary Glitter, all of that, yeah. they're the ones who are doing it, you yeah. know? I mean, it just it doesn't make sense that they just assume drag queen equals pedophile because that's actually not the case. No, no, I know. No. And I think you know? that's where a lot of people, I think that's where a lot of people are probably going to get shocked when things happen like this. Um, especially when you hear about American conservative politicians being caught in sex scandals and all this stuff. And it's like, why are you calling that? Why are you accusing others of this when it's happening in your own backyard and they're not even queer people? Um, so yeah, exactly. Really, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. So it's just a terrible, it's just a horrible thing that's happening at the moment. Like I try and avoid comments on, I try to avoid the comments on Facebook and social media and stuff um yeah because it's just it's just a bit uh it's a bit much at the moment well it's funny you should mention it because um obviously they advertise drag expo on facebook yes and i i have moments where i get a little bored and start reading the comments right 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 the disgusting things that they say when they're going oh you know you're just going to be breeding more homos and all of this other stuff and i'm like and, and they're going, I would never send my kid to that. And I read it and I go, oh, my God, you have children. Yes, exactly. You're, exactly. you're going to be instilling this into them. This is, the circle is never going to break. No, I know. You know? But the th- you know what the thing is, though, and this is my thing, and I've said this to people, I give more credit to somebody who walks up to me and says, you're a dirty leso, you're a dirty homo, whatever it is, than somebody who sits behind a keyboard and puts yeah. those comments on there. Mm. At yeah, least yeah. I know that they've got the balls to say it to my face. Yeah. You know? But I think well, like, I think that the cycle can be broken. It's difficult, but mm. it can be broken. Like for instance, my nan wasn't the most accepting of other races yeah and that was sort of that generation and but my mum on the other hand that's like she's total opposite when I had my ads running there was one particular person and I blocked him now his his angry face was on every LGBT ad that I saw for some reason he was getting all these LGBT ads and I think because he was clicking on them he was getting them even more Oh, he's just a closet homo. Probably. (laughs) And he was here in Sydney because I stalked his profile to see what his story was. And he seemed like a family man because he had photos with a lady and two two young children. And he said to me in the comments, he said, because I had at the time during lockdown, just coming out of lockdown, we had the parents' vouchers. So I was offering parents' vouchers for my classes. He said to me, are you suggesting that children come to your event? And in the ad, I had a picture of me with two older ladies with their drawings from the class that they had completed. And I said, where do you see me advertising that this is a class for children? Mm. He said, oh, because you're offering the 
the parents' vouchers. And I said, well, the parents can use their vouchers without bringing their kids to the class. And I said, either way. And anyway, I said, there's nothing offensive about my class. And he said to me, oh, I've seen your other ads and you're doing story times and you're grooming children. And I said, no one's grooming anyone. And I said, I, and I've seen your reaction on multiple ads on lots of other ads and it's just that mentality and I think that's what's really just that's the disturbing part for me at the moment so I just stay away from the ads I've stopped advertising my drawing class because I think one weekend I had to delete about four comments because I got all these abusive comments on the ad mm-hmm. um, but the, at the same time they're grooming homophobics exactly that's it that's it no one's grooming anyone no we're not grooming anyone it's right. them. It's yeah doing the grooming yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm a big believer so, in letting my kids make up their own mind, but I always have RuPaul on and my yeah. son who's seven. They're he's, so cute dancing to it. So yeah. Cute. He's like, yeah. why why are they why are they got dresses on? I go, because I want to. He goes, okay. <laughs> like he's just yeah. he, he's just like he, he thinks it's a bit strange, but he's not he's like okay yeah. like I'm just gonna accept it like it, that's yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, they yeah. want to do so I try and they can make up their own mind about things but I'm never gonna say oh you know never dress in a never put a dress on that's not that's not that's right. right like wear yeah. whatever you want I tried to get him to play with dolls yeah yeah I don't know I don't know how I started I just automatically loved them as a as a kid and um I don't even know the first time I got a doll, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just always loved Barbies and Wonder Woman and everything. So I was because, um, like, how yeah. many clothes did they have as opposed to like Ken <laughs> board shorts? And I a had shirt. A little, I had a little kitchen and I had like a little suitcase, a little hard school case, and it had all the dresses in there, and it was just really funny. But um, yeah, so um, anyway, but that's life. That's uh, <laughs> but it's really it's 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 disturbing to see this com this this happening you know this whole um you know this whole grooming thing around the community and there was a, a, a there was you know there's you know i think a, a a book by rupaul got banned in the usa because it was considered you know so all these lgbt books are actually being banned and i'm worried one day who knows they might start to get rid of my books too but um but anyway we'll see what happens but hopefully things improve but yeah well but we'll make I... sure that that doesn't happen we'll protest on your behalf <laughs> yeah we well, don't like I to leave was... the house but we will yeah i mean i don't <laughs> like to walk anywhere but i will walk in protest to make sure that your books stay <laughs> oh, on thank sale you. thank you there was something interesting that I I heard someone say once, and they said that kids these days are probably going to make up their minds anyway, for most part, on where they stand with LGBT. Because I think that in schools and stuff, it's becoming more open and more, you'll find that there's more LGBT students, there's more LGBT families, and kids will become more used to it. So despite what these people are yeah. saying on social media, I think for most part, they'll probably, will, it'll still take a long time. It'll still take a long time. But I remember them saying that kids are getting used to it in schools because they they have different, you know, the society is changing so much. Well, yeah, that's I agree. because also they've got more exposure than what you and I did because, exactly. you know, I... I mean, there were no gay people. The only gay people that were on TV were on Are You Being Served? 
Exactly, yes. And you know, I, so there was, was Are You Being Served? There was Dame Edna at the time because she was big in the 70s and the 80s. Um, yeah. And who else? Like, yeah, there wasn't really else in anyone in our time. So, and I mean, no. yeah. Yeah. There was no one to look up to. There was no, there, there was no one really that looked like us on TV. Whereas yeah. now, now, like now, I can't get away from them. They're everywhere. Yeah, there are yeah, homos yeah, everywhere yeah, on the yeah. TV, all and, the, that's, all the, and that's all great. All the stories are lesbians and you know trans, yeah. and which I love. That's um, it, and that's the funny thing. See, back then when I was little, so I used to love Wonder Woman, and I used to love. You know, you used to look up, you know, our generation or older, older than me as well, used to have like actresses or singers that were their gay icons. And I heard a conversation the other day on another podcast that now it's, it's, we have our own community as icons. So we've got little Nas X and we've got drag queens, we've got trans actors and actresses and stuff. So it's like, we have our own community to look up to. We don't have to have most of those icons were heterosexual, cis women and stuff back in the old days. Like, you know, it used to be Betty Davis or Joan Crawford and all those, you know, actresses that were looked up to as icons. Whereas now the icons are within our community. It's yeah. not on the outside anymore. Yeah, but then you're also finding out that those people back in those days were actually a part of the family, like if you listen well, to the it. folklore and everything. That's right. Go, oh, that's I understand why they're an icon now, you know. Yeah, Licking people's it. lalas. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, if I found out that Lauren Bacall was one of us, <laughs> I would be the happiest person in the whole entire world because she is my ultimate I grew yeah. up obviously watching older movies because I grew up in the house with my mum, but also yeah, with yeah. my grandmother. Yeah. So, you know, I was exposed, for lack of yeah. a better term, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. to Lauren Bacall. So Lauren Bacall was my favourite actress from the moment that I could remember actresses in movies to even yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is, you is know. Lauren Bacall the reason you caught the gays? No. <laughs> you didn't no, catch no, it no, from no, her? No, no, okay. no, no, no. No, 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 no. I'm not going to lie to you. I actually think it was Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I blame. So I blame Linda Carter for my game. <laughs> Linda Carter and, yeah. I don't even think it was Linda Carter. I think it was just Wonder Woman. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you I'm know? a bit like that too. So I love the character just as much as I love Linda, like as much as Linda Carter as well. So it's more, for me, it's more the character as well. Cause I like the character, I like the merchandise and I like the comics and stuff as well. Um, yeah. Although in recent years, I've gone a little bit off the comics, um, but yeah, I was always a follower and um, yeah, it wasn't just Linda Carter. So your sip and paint classes, do you do them every yes. week? I do what well, they're drink and draw class. Drink and draw. Because what I did drink and draw with I drag. started them. I started them during lockdown as Zoom classes like this. Mm -hmm. So I started them on Airbnb and they were doing quite well. Now I haven't done an online Zoom class in months, probably a, maybe even a year. Mm -hmm. um, but I do drink and draw classes because I don't have a set venue. So I go to pubs, I go to hotels, I go to some creative space venues. So we do oil, I don't even have, I don't even have, um, that's my little board from when I do, when I do my online classes, but I don't have, it's oil pastels on black canvas. So we do an oil pastel 
um, draw, so we draw out in a drag queen basically. Mm-hmm. So I do those and I run them, I do them once a month as an open class. And okay. then I do, like, I'm, I'm, I'm with, like, class, I'm, it's, the classes are listed on a website called Class Bento, which is all creative classes. And I get quite a few bookings, like, for hen's nights and birthdays and that sort of thing. And they've been really good. So they've been a lot of fun to do. And, um, yeah, we have a good time. So, yeah. So you also do um, Oxford Street walking tours, don't you? I did one today, actually. I did one today. Um, I do Oxford Street walking tours once a week. Um, I've actually been putting in dates now for for more of them during World Pride. Um, and I'll probably be working with a travel agency that's on Oxford Street at the time to probably do more tours that, during that time there. But, yeah, so I, that's the other thing. I started those just as COVID hit. So COVID sort of like ruined things a little bit. So because the tourists died down, the lockdowns happened, so I couldn't do the tours. So they've been happening sporadically. Today I actually did one for a bunch of journalists um, that were here promoting Sydney for World Pride. So I did one for Destination New South Wales today and we did a tour of Oxford Street, goes for a couple of hours. Um, I talk about the parade. I talk about the history of um, Oxford Street. Then we visit the locations. and you know, you know the significant people that um, uh, that built up that um, Oxford Street and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's it, it's pretty good. So yeah, I actually did one today, and I've got another one on Saturday. Might have to get Cass out and walking. Yeah, it goes for a couple of hours, and we don't go too far. We sort of like it's only a few blocks. Um, so we concentrate on the main area of Oxford Street, and then we head back down and have a drink at the pub. And um, yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's been pretty good. So hopefully now that things are picking up again, we'll yeah, we'll um yeah, we'll we'll pick, we'll see how things go. But um, I've had a few different reactions because Oxford Street's gone through a bit of a lull. There's a few, there's mm. a bit of uh, redevelopment happening there. There's a whole section of the street that's been boarded up, and a lot of the shop owners are very upset about it that it's not going to be ready and looking great for World Pride next year. Um, so they're, they're trying to, they're in a mad rush to get it all fixed up and looking good for World Pride next year. The parade's going to be back on the street. It's a parade. In the last two years, because of COVID, the parade has been at the SCG. So it's been in, in the, the oval there at the SCG. So next year, it's going to be back on the street. So they want Oxford Street looking good. And it's, it's the hub. It's got to look fabulous. So, you know, if they don't, if they can't improve it, then that's really bad. I think yeah, it's an obvious answer, but you'll be at Sydney Drag Expo. Yes. yes, I'm booked in. I'm booked in for Sydney Drag Expo and they sucked me into booking for uh, Melbourne again as well. <laughs> we can throw in, we can throw in Melbourne for this amount. I'm like, oh, okay, give it to me. I'll pay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Yes, we're going to That's both. okay. They didn't even have to suck us in. They just said uh, Sydney and Melbourne and we were like, buy tickets, I'm, buy tickets, no, buy we're tickets. We're such pushovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> we really are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We really are. Just, I mean, because it was the first one. I mean, it was fabulous as it was. It was really good. And I can imagine that's just going to get bigger and better as, as time goes on, as more people hear about it and that sort of thing. Yeah, they seem to already have a great lineup for Sydney plans. So there's already, they're already well underway. So, yeah, it sounds really good. Well, I don't like to think of it as Drag Expo in Sydney that particular weekend. Um, it's just that everyone's going to be in Sydney for my birthday and they're just all going to happen to be at Drag Expo. It's Because it's my party. birthday weekend. Yeah. It's my birthday weekend. Yeah. It's and always it's actually, about Cass. 
It is always about me. And it's also, also, it's the last year of my 40s because I turned 49. Oh, yes. Yes. You need to to wear your party outfit and, you know, and say this is this is my party or something. We're gonna make you know, it going drag one of the days. Shirt. I don't tell everyone. Yeah, I'm gonna get someone to dress me in drag. Fuck it, yeah, I'm gonna do, do it. it. Wear a big birthday cake dress or something. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I will. Yeah. See if I will. So, so is all of this a full time gig for you now? No, no. I hero hunters has never been a full-time gig it's just like i do some markets every now and then Mm -hmm. some conventions and stuff like that um whereas wonder mama i'm trying to promote these drink and draw classes i'm actually with a hen's night agency um so they get me a lot of i get booked into a lot of hen's night events so that's been pretty good um and I, but I'm trying. I'm trying to get it, get it going, and get it happening because I've I've had a really good response to it, and we have a good time. And um, they've been a, it's been a, they've been fun classes, and I've had a, you know, mostly. There's only been one night that I had a hen's night, and they were just out of control. They were just out of control. It was like a crazy, typical hen's night. The bride stripped down to her G-string. She just, because I do a little show for them at the beginning and then halfway through the class, during the interval, I get the bride or the birthday girl or whoever to do a drag show. She went, she just, oh, she just went all out. She just stripped everything off. She was down to her G-string and I was like, going, oh my God, what am I doing here? <laughs> and it was just too crazy. But that, but most of the time they're really fun. And hen's nights and stuff are really changing because I'm getting... I've had like a whole heap of classes, like groups booking, and they're inviting men and their gay friends as well. So it's not just all girls and it changes the dynamic a little bit. It, it makes it really nice. So it's been really good. So I've been trying to get those happening, but it's not a full-time gig. No. I just want to apologize for all, from all the cis females out there that, uh, <laughs> get crazy no no no, no. they've been really fun but they were just a wild night and i had two in a row that night and both of them were wild i thought where the hell did these people i said what i said i said to the people at the at the pub that i was doing them i said oh my god i need a volume i just need to i need to chill out and lock myself (laughs) in a dark room for the next few hours after i go home because doing some at club Parramatta during world pride Mm -hmm. so official pride amplified events at club Parramatta Mm -hmm. um and then I've got them once um once a month like I said usually most of them are in Rhodes at uh, a studio called we make it's like a creative studio in Rhodes at Rhodes shopping center where the big Ikea is Mm -hmm. um so look it up and yeah come to a class one night it's good we're organizing if you want a private group, then you can organize a, group, a bunch of friends. I do a minimum of 10 people, okay. 10 up to about 25, because then it gets out of control and I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't get- yeah. Well, I can guarantee you that these two people, and if my wife comes, us three people will probably be the only sober people there. <laughs> we don't drink. <laughs> we don't drink. No. You know what? I've had a few, I've had a few people turn up. Um, especially like ladies, they turn up with their wine or their champagne, and by the end of the class, they're 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 pretty tipsy. 
So I'm just like, oh. and, they, and they're just drawing all over the place. They're just doing stuff. Like, oh, no, we'll make it into like a competition. <laughs> it'll it'll have to yeah. be. I have to be, draw a better picture than Cass. So that that that'll yeah, be. Yeah, that's cool. all. That's all it's gonna <laughs> be because the drinking thing just doesn't happen. It just doesn't <laughs> happen. I've I've yeah. never I've never been a drinker. No, I'm not a big part- either. And part of this podcast is also because we've both had bariatric surgery. Well, God, and, I've had that um, too. Oh, have you? Yeah, I had it in 2018. We didn't even know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had it too. When I did Wonder Mama the first time, I was nearly 140 kilos. So that's why I, I called myself Wonder Mama instead of Wonder Woman because I was a, like I, I said I'll be a big mama sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I did, um, yeah, and I and around 2018, I had it done, yeah. So you got real and lucky then because you, you didn't really lose any from the boob area. Like it seemed to stay in that area. <laughs> oh, no. if, you, yeah. if, you look, if you look at my old Wonder Mama boobs, they're much bigger. The ones I wore had a mark And I just said to my costume lady, I said, oh, my God. I said, they are so ridiculously big. We've got to make them smaller. And this is these are the small ones. They're just very up. <laughs> I wish mine but, were like that. But yeah, no, I had the surgery. To be honest, though, I in lockdown and everything because I live on my own. I've been a bit naughty and I've put on a little bit of weight. Um, when? How long has it been for you both? Um, I will be one year on the seventeenth of November. Oh, I'm fantastic! Six okay, months great. next month. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty recent. Okay, good, yeah. good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. was happy with it, and even now, I still can't eat. I can eat a little bit more because they they did tell you that eventually it, your stomach does stretch a little bit. Yeah. You've just got to, depending on your doctor, you've just got to make sure you stick to, like my doctor has instructed us not to eat, not to drink. At the same time, like give it half an hour before you drink, so you don't stretch, yeah. the, you know, your stomach and stuff. Um, so yeah, but um, but yeah, no, I was happy with it. It was a nightmare at first, um, in the first few weeks. Yeah, I was yeah. exhausted. I was so tired. I couldn't yep. energy and stuff like that. But um, yeah, and it messes around with your mental health too. I struggled for how long was it, Haley? About three months. Three, three yeah. and a half months, I was really, really struggling. Oh, but, really? Um, yeah, yeah. But my yeah. starting, so my starting weight was, um, <clears throat> excuse me, 178.5 kilos. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, I think I'm sitting around maybe just on 123. Oh, that's amazing. Well done. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm, I'm at that like 55 kilo uh lost now and that's amazing you know, we're less than yeah well, i done. know right I, that's really good i've only got um two chins instead of four i had four yeah <laughs> i know the feeling you know? and yeah, I've, yeah. I've got like one and a half. it's there but it's a bit of a turkey neck thing but even if you now. look at our first episode on youtube you can start, oh, okay. like, so you, you can see the massive difference like oh wow you know? okay yeah 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 because we're well, what, if, eight I'll, weeks I'll show you, if you look through my instagram somewhere i've got and it wasn't too long ago that i posted i posted the very first photo of wonder mama and the like a more recent one and people thought I was posting it because of the the weight loss and it wasn't because of the weight loss it was more 
also about the aesthetic of Wonder Mama. Like I told you earlier, her costume was a bit tragic when I first did it. It was just mm-hmm. really rushed. Whereas now I take a bit more care and, and a bit more effort with my costume. But people were looking at it as in terms of the weight change. And I mean, it is significant, but yeah. And I was even before, yeah. before I had the surgery, I was having trouble breathing. I was getting like, I was suffocating during the night. I would wake up like gasping for air and stuff Mm -hmm. um and that's totally Mm -hmm. gone and stuff now whereas i don't get that anymore and um yeah so so how can we find you on social media well i'm the my handle for both facebook and instagram is the fabulous wonder mama so i've Mm -hmm. got the fabulous wonder mama then i've got a smaller account um for drag and draw um then there's hero huggers so if you search those oh you'll find my hero huggers you'll find the fabulous wonder mama uh yeah so that's yeah that's my instagram and my facebook perfect we'll put that all yeah. down there no It'll worries thank you so much down somewhere that's yeah. okay we 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 so when we actually saw you at drag expo we were like oh she's just fantastic and we love her and all of this and then we um, decided to do the podcast and we were like, who can we get on? Who can we get on? Who can we get on? And Haley kept going, now we've got to ask the fabulous Wonder Woman. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. no, that's great. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, thank you so much for being here. No thank worries. You. I did the tour this morning and I thought, oh, my God, am I going to have to wipe off all my makeup and then put it all back on again later tonight? So I just stayed home and just left the makeup on and then I touched <laughs> it up a little bit. Um, before. And I had deliveries coming and I said, shit, I'm not going to answer the door. And, um, you know, because I'm there with my flannel edge pyjamas on or something like that. So um, so I've got all these deliveries to go pick up tomorrow when I'm out of uh, out of out of out of drag yeah we we can't we can't thank you enough for being on the fabulous oh no worries thanks for having me and i had no idea i thought you from melbourne so i just assumed you were from melbourne no we're around we'll come stalk you we'll come stalk you for sure yeah Yeah, absolutely Follow you around. Yeah. We 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 got to get you to the point where you go where you're just sitting there going, God, I wish they were from Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I love Melbourne. So. Uh, Drag Expo was like a whirlwind visit for me, so I didn't get a chance to do too much. I caught up with one or two friends, um, but yeah, um, usually I drive up, but this time I flew up. And I had my stuff freighted and I thought, oh my God, it's going to cost me a fortune, but it actually turned out to be quite reasonable. Um, but that worked out great. I think probably next time I'll probably drive though. I'll probably drive down to, and the, the drive to Melbourne's quite nice. So I don't We're, mind we're driving as well. Lovely. Yeah, yeah we're driving drive. too. Wave. Yeah, drive. And it's nice one. to have my car. Oh yeah. We'll, um, we'll drag race you down. <laughs> we'll drag race you down the Hume Highway. Okay. So everybody don't forget. Buy the books from the fabulous Wonder Mama. So you can get them on my Etsy store. So if you go to Etsy, yep. you can search the fabulous Wonder Mama. You can get, see that I've got the normal versions here. Like these are the Kickstarter versions that I had printed here in Australia. Or you can just go to Amazon and you can order them there. They're a different format though. They're smaller and they won't be signed. Whereas the ones you buy on Etsy will be signed. Okay. Well, yeah. we need the signature. Mm. Yes you know absolutely it's nice and it's and it i checked up today so it's the fabulous wonder mama on etsy it's pretty much the yep. fabulous wonder mama everywhere i just put the fabulous yep. wonder mama so if you google and, wonder mama it'll come up 
Yep. And the, so the pillowcases and the tote bags, don't forget the tote bags because they're just as cool. Okay. Well, um, they're hero huggers. They're, so they're hero, hero huggers. huggers. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, just so we can decipher the two. Yeah. So, so, so much. we don't get people going, I went to this and couldn't find it. Two yeah. different ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. They're different. Different Etsy accounts. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you so much. It was lovely chatting. And uh, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see you before Drag Expo anyway. Yeah. Probably, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we, would, we would actually love to keep in contact with you. So yeah, we're going to sure, make sure yeah. that happens. No worries. Okay. okay. Thank right. you. Thank so you. everyone say thank you and bye-bye to bye. the fabulous Wonder Woman. Thank you Thanks, so much. Guys. Thank you. Wow. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. And we're coming to the end of our pageant. We are. Local drag shows. So we have Drag in the Dark, Darlinghurst Road, Grove Bar, Potts Point, every Saturday night at 8.30 p.m. with an immersive drag cabaret experience with Victoria Mamie and a special guest each week. Every Saturday night until the 29th of October, tickets are available on Humantics. Death Becomes Her with Elawara and Roxy Horror at the Vault on the 21st of October and the November 19th, tickets are $35. In November, Charismatic will be performing in Soiree, the Drag Circus Dinner Cabaret on the 11th of November at Club York, 95 to 99 at York Street, Sydney, 6 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. Every Wednesday at the Kings Cross Hotel, Maxi, Ho Maxi Shield hosts the, the Big Fact Hunt Trivia Night starting at 7pm. And we've just been alerted to please follow the Australian Drag and Queens, support Melbourne drag artists and performers and support Australian burlesque icons, performers and rising stars on Facebook. Uh, basically what they'll do is they will give you all of the updates on when burlesque performers are going to be performing, particularly in Melbourne, presented to us by Poisoned Evie uh, through Instagram, who actually reached out to my Instagram account. So don't forget, if you have any suggestions, questions, anything like that, don't forget to hit us up on Instagram on Drag Me Out Official or Haley's individual account, or my individual account, you can find us because we actually both follow Drag Me Out. You'll find us there because, you know, we love ourselves. Uh, don't forget if you're watching this on YouTube to like, press the like and subscribe button. Can you please press the subscribe button because that hasn't gone up in weeks and we want more <laughs> subscribers, please. We monitor it. We yeah. do. We send each other it. updates every time it goes up. I we want. do. We do. Like we've actually hit the triple digits with our followers on Instagram. Thank you. We're now at 104. Ooh, 104 people. I saw we're at 103. That's a sort. No, we're at 104. Technically we're at 102 because you and I both follow it. No, that doesn't, <laughs> count. That doesn't <laughs> so count. It's still in the triple digits. So it's all good. And don't forget that, that we are available on most, of, if not all of the streaming services. Please I, leave a review. Five stars please, is preferable. Five stars because, you know, we Anything just Anything less than going to hurt my brain. iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, anywhere where there are good podcasts or bad podcasts because some people might actually think this is a bad podcast. And if you're up to episode nine, you're full of shit. Well, the first episode's not great, but, you know, we had audio issues. We did have audio issues and all of that other stuff, but you know what? They have to stay up there because what they're our legacy now. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But we just want to say also to any up and coming drag queens, if you want to come on and have an interview, we actually interview okay. I've had people say that they've been enjoying our interviews. So, like, we won't fuck around with you or anything like that, you know. We just want you out there in the world for everybody to find out and have how great you are because we already know that. And we've never even met any of you who haven't come on the show yet. Mm -hmm. Because what? A stranger is a friend you haven't met yet. And on that note, I think we're going to say goodbye for this episode, Hayley. Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. listening. We love you all. Bye-bye. Come back here, Fabia. Yes, you.